here we are back again, the latest episode of the Jamie Z3000 podcast, episode number 14 for anyone who's keeping count. Uh, yo, today, not only for everyone that's been asking me when I'm going to do another episode, today's not only a good day for everyone else that's been waiting, the two or three people that have been asking me, requesting another episode. Um, today's a good day because I finally got this man, the myth, the legend, here on the show today that I've been trying to do for what seems like forever now. But... <laughs> We got the homie, one half of the Nerdy Bros Inc. podcast, Mr. Tito himself, aka Bandito Tito93 on Instagram and Twitter. Tito, how the hell are you, brother? Yo, I am doing great and so happy to be on this podcast with my boy Jamie C3000. Yo, I feel like, like I said, I feel like we've been trying to do this for a while. Yeah, uh, the way you're doing it too, it's crazy how easy this kind of is. Like, I know. I don't think uh, Junior, the other half of uh, the Nerdy Bros podcast, has ever shown you like a picture of what our setup is. But I mean, obviously, we also do like a, a video recordings too, which is a little bit different. But this is super easy. Like super you literally easy. just you sent me that link, I clicked it, boom, we're here. Super easy. So future guests, yo, it's super easy to get on my podcast. We just gotta find time in between schedules. But yeah, I know you guys do like the video as well so like for youtube so i see like some of the setup like the actual mics the, the everything else you guys got going on this right here obviously it's just audio it's basically like a phone call and for anyone listening we could be you know totally nude right now doing this podcast and you would not even know it that's you how you know man i'm here chilling in, in in my bed and yeah the moment you said like it, we don't gotta worry about video i was like cool beans man i'm ready to go Oh, yeah, so convenience is always easy. But for anyone who may not know, Nerdy Bros Inc. podcast, they are on YouTube. They also are on, where else are you guys? Spotify and what else? We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I mean, we're right, right now we're on Anchor, which Junior and I are also on. Although I never really hear if anyone ever listens to podcasts on Anchor. But if you do, you can find us on there too. You know what? I think it's mainly other Anchor podcast users that are that are probably doing that. Maybe. I could be wrong. But for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Tito and his brother Junior, both the guys from the Nerdy Bros Eating Podcast, they are based out of Chicago. So that just goes to show you that's how easy this this my setup is. That's how we're doing it. Um, but, yo, tell the people, I guess, just a little bit about yourself really quick, if you will. A little, little bit about me. Uh, so I am uh, my birthday's at the end of this month, uh, March 31st. I'm going to be the big two nine. Okay. Uh Grew up in a small little town uh, known as Sandwich uh, with my brothers and uh, my family. Uh, and then I've just been, I've been a working man since I was like 19. I got, I tried school a little bit. It did fine, but I, know, I got used to, uh, to just making my own money and doing my own thing. I've been a big ass nerd ever since I was a little kid. Uh, have never given up on like newer cartoons. Sometimes I see stuff that my eight-year-old niece watches and I'm like, yo, this looks dope and I'll just start watching it. Um, I think her and my nephew Max were the ones that were watching uh, the show called Amphibia that's on Disney Plus and Junior and I both love it. It's a fantastic show. But yeah, I've been a gamer since I first got my first N64 when I was six years old. Uh, and have been kind of PlayStation exclusive. There is some amazing Xbox exclusives out there. Uh, if I had the money to just throw away and get an Xbox Series X, I would totally do it. Uh, 
uh, because there's some amazing games out there. Um, I need to get a new Switch because mine is busted. But uh, besides that, huge into anime, movies. Uh, try to keep up with as many TV shows as I can. I love to see all uh, the comics that you post on your Instagram, James. Uh, I have my own little collection that I've kind of been building. Uh, and as of lately, have been ridiculously into uh, D&D and been consuming a bunch of that content in my spare time whenever I can. Nice. And actually, a bunch of stuff you touched on. Number one, everything you said in a nutshell. That's why you're such a perfect guest for this show today right now. You, you stop it right now, James. <laughs> but a bunch of the stuff you touched on, man, I actually have some topics we're going to get into here shortly um and kind of talk about some of the stuff you just mentioned so we'll circle back to that uh we're still in the opening stages of this episode so real quick if anyone tuning in if you're returning if it's your first time here if you happen to find your way here today first and foremost yo thank you i greatly appreciate it uh it's much love especially to everyone it seems like it's been more and more like it started out with one person asking, you know, when's the next episode? It started out two and now it's getting to like three or four. So, yo, all of that support, all that love is very much appreciated. Thank you to everyone that's been wanting these episodes. Um, something I like to do before we go further into our actual segments uh, at the beginning of each episode, I like to put a little positive message in the air. If anyone can receive it, take it with them and it goes any further. Yo, that's fucking dope. Uh, but today's message is a simple but effective one, and essentially it's just don't give up. Keep going. Whatever you got going on in your everyday life, everyday struggles, everyday trials and tribulations, whatever it is, yo, keep pushing forward. Any progress is good progress, even if it's little tiny wins, little tiny victories. Take them in strides. Keep going. Uh, a, a saying I heard once, and I always loved it, like, yo, there's someone you don't even know out there rooting for you to win so you know just fucking do it uh yeah that's today's positive message with that being said we're gonna get into the first actual segment a little easier in tour uh it's basically just my what's new with you segment which always works better with the guest mr tito if you want to take the wheel just let it let the people know what's new with you whether it's something you're reading a game you're playing whatever it, it can even be other hobbies, whatever it is, what do you got going on currently? Well, you heard it here first on the Jamie Z2000 podcast, but Junior and I actually platinum Elden Ring uh, last week. So we were just busting through that as much as we possibly could. Every time we had those spare minutes to be able to play together, uh, like I would take like my setup upstairs is uh, a decently sized TV just sitting up on a dresser with my PlayStation up there. And when I've got, you know, the time to do it, I'll take that TV downstairs and uh, join junior in the living room. And we'll just, you know, play whatever video game we got in the mind. But, you know, as of recently, Elden Ring has been a big thing, uh, a from software game. And junior and I have been long fans of that uh, franchise and everything that they put out. Uh, those are definitely my favorite types of games. Uh, the, the souls born games. Fantastic. An uh, amazing game. Uh, getting the platinum was nowhere close to being a cakewalk. I mean, I think we both have over 200 hours on the game, so it definitely got all of our attention since it's been out. Um, looking to jump back into uh, Horizon Forbidden West here in a little bit, just kind of taking taking a, a small, not necessarily that I need a break from gaming, but I was just like, I was doing a lot of that, and actually uh, I need to get back into constructing 
and finishing up uh, the rest of my campaign uh, for D&D that I'm DMing for uh, myself and uh, and uh, our, our friends. Uh, but other than that, I haven't been doing too much. Like literally Elden Ring came out, what, like two, three weeks ago, and that's all I've been really playing. Uh, I do know uh, I've been trying to catch up on a couple shows and then keep up with uh, Critical Role, which is uh, a D&D uh, show that they twitch stream and then later put on youtube uh with matt mercer and a bunch of other awesome voice actors uh but besides that just been just been working uh work 12 hour shifts uh sunday monday tuesday and then just try to catch up on some sleep on the weekends when i'm not consuming the content uh to better my nerdy self in the in the content for the podcast nice 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 uh on my end not a whole lot not a whole lot is new. Um, I did pick up some comics. I know you were talking about your collection and you like when I post comics on my... I feel like I've been posting a lot more comics lately, but that's also because I definitely... I think I, I tweeted it one time. Um, took a, a step back from like other collectibles like pops and sodas and stuff like that. And I'm really just focusing on like cards and comics. Comics was a big, big thing I wanted to just kind of dedicate this year to. So that's kind of what I've been doing. But um, fucking today, what's today's date? Today's Wednesday. It's, what is it? The 23rd? First, something maybe. Damn, one of us is right. Yeah. Either way, um, Godzilla versus the Power Rangers came out today. And I went and picked up some copies and I got lucky I got both cover A and B, but there was also a variant, a one out of 10 ratio variant that I picked up and it was the last one. And the only reason it was that much sweeter is because last night, a local comic shop to me had uh, had it on their Instagram live sale. They were like selling books and stuff like that. And they had this particular cover and one of my good buddies, who's also a comic collector, shout out Devin. Um, he sent me the live like he sent me he sent it to me a couple times but I didn't get the notifications I was running around at work and he finally texted me and I went into the live and when I tell you I missed it by seconds it was it was literally like they were counting down the seconds like I, I came in and they were already like three two one and I, I had just missed it and I was like yo please put it back up I just got here and they didn't they didn't show me any love so I, I low-key got I low-key got mad I got mad about that because I really wanted it. And then this morning I just lucked out and happened to find it. So, but yeah, as far as that, do you ever get like into comics like that that are like mashups or like two worlds coming together and stuff like that? I do like certain things like that. I have it, you know, I could totally just look at the the comic collection that I have here. The first one that really kind of got me spiraling down is, uh, uh, have you ever read uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world? I've only seen the movie. Okay, so the movie one of my all-time favorites, uh, fantastic movie. But I used to, like, whenever I visited comic shops, uh, I would always look to see if they had the complete set. Um, And finally, one day, I just lucked out and found it, all six books sitting right there. I just scooped it up, and I'm like, this is what I'm going to be purchasing. So, like, I got that, and then I started looking at a bunch of uh, the other stuff, things that I had seen before but I hadn't really jumped into. Um... Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender was a pinnacle show for uh, mine and my brother's childhood. Nice. And they actually made a bunch of comics 
that follow uh, Team Avatar uh, right after, you know, Aang saves the world. You know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender, what are you doing? Um, uh, so I actually, I'm missing only one, and I'm waiting for them to kind of come out in this, like, cool... Uh, they have, like, these hard book covers, but they're massive, and they have these smaller uh, paperback ones. But when you line up the spines, they create a picture. So I'm waiting on the last issue of that to come out on, like, this uh, paperback cover to get. Um, then I picked up uh, the Injustice series, which, if you've ever played the games, uh, there are, what is it, five? Yeah, there are five. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's five years or basically, like, it, you know, comics are usually a little bit smaller, but if, like, I bought the compendiums, and it's years one through five, and it's stuff that happens all before the very first Injustice game that comes out. Uh, and then Injustice 2 came out, and then we got uh, DC versus the Masters of the Universe, which is, you know, He-Man and all of that. So that's probably the first mashup one that I got. Um, and then I got the uh the young avengers which i feel like after reading that is why i was able to like immediately start calling out that i felt like the mcu was setting up for them um i have a few uh dnd comics that i've been looking into and stuff like that i really just love going uh but some of the mashups are definitely really cool uh i don't have any that i've bought besides like i said uh dc versus the masters of the universe so right All right, cool, 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 cool. Yo, so I definitely want to get into, because that whole thing was the what's new with you segment, and that's probably the longest winded what's new with you I've ever had. So that was fucking dope. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, the next thing I want to get into, a big, big thing, definitely what we're going to talk about, obviously, uh, we're going to get into some anime. We're going to talk about some anime stuff. We have some animes in common. that we've been watching or that we like. Um, and I do have some questions I want to run down with you. Some are some personal questions to me that I've been waiting to ask you. And now that you're here in front of the people, in front of the world, you can't duck me. You can't dodge me. I, <laughs> I now. So, but we're going to keep it simple. Uh, first off, bro, what was your first anime? What was the first one that you watched or that you just remember or that just kind of got you into anime? So I, I do often get this question a lot, especially now that, uh, and I hate saying that anime is mainstream because like anytime someone refers to something being mainstream, it's almost as like it's like uh, over popular or whatever. And I hate that because anime will forever be amazing through and through. But I also understand that back in the day, you know, not too many people were into it or some people got ridiculed for liking anime and stuff like that. But right. Uh, but, you know, now that I have, you know, I'm I, I train a lot of the newbies at my job and uh, I have anime merch that I wear to like work. Like I wear a lot of like uh, cutoff shirts or just hats in general that have some anime merch. So they'll see that. And that's like a spark of conversation. And that's a question that pops up a lot. It's just like, what was your first anime? What got you into it? And I think it's it's kind of two separate answers for me, because if we're going to talk about what was my first ever anime, it's probably Dragon Ball Z. Like, I used to watch that on Cartoon Network on Toonami, and, you know, back in the day, I just kind of viewed it as, like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a cartoon on Cartoon Network. I didn't really think of it as an anime. And then when I started to watch a little bit of Adult Swim, I remember watching a few episodes of uh, Yoroni Kenshin, Inuyasha, and then um, uh, one that I really, really loved was Yu Yu Hakusho. 
But if I was going to pick one anime that spiraled me into like, yo, I need to watch all of these different shows, it was definitely Bleach. Um, and actually, even before, I almost want to say, even before Dragon Ball Z, uh, I used to watch One Piece when I was really little because it used to be on this uh, like Saturday morning uh, cartoon. Uh, I think it was like on the WB. It was like Channel 9 for uh, people in the Chicago area. Um, but yeah, because it, it was like One Piece, Sonic X was on there, uh, a Kirby show, uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. I don't know if you ever remember Shaman King. I know Netflix has like revamped it and it's a lot closer to the manga now. Uh, but Shaman King was a show before, like when, when we were younger. Um, but yeah, Bleach for me was the one that really sucked me in. Uh, it's still one of my all-time favorite animes. And I cannot wait for the new season uh, to drop for the uh, Thousand Year Bloody War arc. Nice, 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 nice. So I've never seen bleach myself i think i watched like the first couple episodes because i wanted to start watching it because uh my cousin who's been on the show with me before and you mm-hmm. you've seen any of my like convention youtube videos he's always with me uh shout out david uh aka maps content crazy he's got a podcast everyone's got a fucking podcast yeah uh, he's the one that liked uh Esquired, right that's his favorite one yes that was his that's his favorite one but also bleach is really big for him because Apparently, like for every Halloween, any anytime he gets a chance, he dresses up as one of the Bleach characters. I think it's the main character that he dresses up as. He's got a, a sword, and it's a a real sword, not a not a a made up one. Like it's it'll cut you if it if it wants to. Um, so he so dresses that, up as Ichigo. Yes, there you go, Ichigo. Yeah. I did not. He, does he, do you know if he has a Shikai or his Bankai? I want to say. Is it huge or does it look like no. kind of like a regular sword? It's like it's like a regular size sword. All right, so he probably is the Bankai then. I have the Shikai, which is a it looks like a massive kind of like butcher's blade. Uh, the Bankai, and then I also have his like. There's a part in the show where Ichigo can kind of like look within himself to kind of train, and he versus kind of like this completely like white version of himself so ichigo's bankai is black and the white version of himself has like a white bankai so i actually have the black bankai and the white bankai you're talking about like the hollow version of him right it's yeah it's kind of like well the the hollow version of him depends on like where you're at because there's he eventually he gains the power to holify but that doesn't change the color of his bankai the bankai is only different when he's like inside of himself it's like a world. It's like it's it's kind of like anytime he's there, it's always like a version of training for him. Gotcha. And the only the only reason or way I know there's a hollow version or the white version, what you're describing is uh, there's some OG pops of Ichigo, and the hollow version is like the way more expensive one, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as uh, Shaman King, I've never seen Shaman King. I've heard the name. There's another podcast I listen to, Anime Uncensored. Uh, shout out Jerry's Got Pops. He's a cool dude. Uh, that comes in like big revere to him or, or to that podcast. Like supposedly it's really good. The manga is really good. I've never gotten into it. Can you like expand on that a little bit for me? I mean, you... well, 100%. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, it's sim- Shaman King and One Piece, very similar. When when I was younger, they they gave us Americanized versions so if you watch the versions that I watched when I was a kid, they, it was kind of like they changed things to make it like kid friendly. Uh, the Netflix adaptation of it, uh, 
uh, there are so many parts of the show that immediately trigger like these memories in my brain where I'm like, oh my God, that was in the original show. But like, it's way closer to the manga. Uh, it's not gory, but like now there's like blood and stuff in it through, through some of the fights. Some of the fights also get like a lot more epic and a little more in depth. Um, but basically, uh, it's kind of funny because you started watching JoJo uh there are parts of it like at the beginning that kind of make you feel like it's a little like them being stand users because essentially what they but it's obviously it's different um essentially what it is is uh there's you know kind of uh, uh was like a spirit mediums they're shamans so they everyone has like their own kind of like badass spirit and uh, at the beginning, what they do is they imbue the spirit like into themselves and then they gain the skills of that like spirit and it gives them, you know, certain different types of powers or strengths and skills. Uh, and then later, eventually, it goes into um, imbuing the spirit into an item or a weapon or stuff like that. And then they get like even more unique skills and other stuff like that. But it's a really cool show. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think there's... There's two seasons on Netflix. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, it's I, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's I liked I liked it as a kid and I liked it as an adult now too. Uh but it's yeah, I, I find it enjoyable. But that's what that's what it deals with. Basically like spirit medium, shaman, stuff like that. Hence the term shaman king. Yeah, not bad. So two seasons, not bad. I feel like a bunch of times whenever I get a recommendation for anything, that's like my immediate follow-up, you know, thing, or I want to look up like how many seasons are there how many episodes are there because if it's just too long i'm just gonna be like you know what fuck no you know but i mean I'll... that's what you're all the time with one piece man but you just you just gotta go for it dude i've tried uh i'm still so far behind like it's not even funny i'm in like the hundreds hundred episode 100 and something maybe if that it's not not far at all and then like when i just see how much more i'm like I would I would have to watch nothing else, do nothing else if I just really wanted to dedicate myself to One Piece. It's a long journey. Man. Three episodes a day? That's only like an hour of anime watching, and you'll knock it out so much. Something to say. Yes. Essentially, you know what? I'm not even arguing with you because essentially, yeah, you're 1,000% right. I'm not even knocking you, but the thing that the monkey wrench that gets thrown into the whole situation... I also work a bunch of 12 hour shifts and I, and when I come home, like my job is not done. Cause I still got like my kids, I got to take care of and do this and that. And I'm like, like at the end of the day, a lot of times, like, yo, I'm just fucking tired. You know what I mean? I Dude, I feel that 100%. Uh, Wednesday's definitely like my recovery day. Like luckily I have a decent schedule where it's three days on and then I have a four day weekend, Wednesday through Saturday I'm off. But Wednesday, I'm I'm like dead. It's very hard to try to get me to do like and like if friends are just like, hey, what if we hung out Wednesday? And I'm just like, what if we did Thursday? Because Wednesday I'm asleep or fighting sleep all day. Right. And that's why a bunch of times you don't text me back, and it's cool. It's okay. Well, I've been like once or twice, man. Uh, again, like I, I was talking to Junior earlier. Where uh, I was just like, with Elden Ring finally out of the way, we have time to, you know, do other things again because it really did consume our lives. Dude, I feel like it really did because a bunch of times, uh, like I, if I would text you or like even like call you, I think that was one time I called you and y'all were like in the middle of playing Elden Ring. Yeah. Uh, not only that, um, 
if I remember correctly, that's like Elden Ring's the reason you guys missed the day from your uh, podcast uploading. Three three weeks ago, we missed, and we hit. We're doing so well because Junior was just like New Year's resolution. We're not going to miss a single podcast this year, and it it was just it, it's so. And it's so bad on our part because really it was, you know, we'll turn on our PlayStations at like, you know, four, five o'clock or whatever. And it's just like we have, you know, plenty of time to play and we just go downstairs, do the podcast. It'll be fine. And the next thing you know, it's five in the morning and you're just like, well, now we need to go to bed. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was bad, but we we platinum it where Junior's already just like, I'm just going to delete it so I don't have any inkling to go back to it. Um, I was thinking to maybe PVP a little bit just to try it for fun, but I am, I'm not as PVP -er in any of the from software games. I've, I always, I build my character to do well in the game. I don't ever build a character to do well against other, uh, players. So I tried a couple times and got my shit rocked and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm done with this game. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, man. Different strokes for different folks. Not everything's for everyone, but Follow-up question. Not not necessarily follow-up, but just next question. And this was one, like I said, was a personal one to me that I've been meaning to ask you in front of everyone this whole time. Uh, it's kind of been, uh, what's what's the term or word I'm looking for? Like an ongoing thing, yes. I guess. And I know like we've mentioned it on and off, like on my podcast and on your on y'all's podcast. Like, But now we're here, we're face-to-face, -face, so to speak. Uh, with you being such an uh, anime fan and how you mentioned, you know, Dragon Ball Z was one of the first ones you watched uh i'm actually glad you brought that up because one thing i wanted to ask what the fuck is up with you and dragon ball super why don't you like super uh yo in front in front of all all your fans now uh it's it's fine. like I, again and i hear it a lot too because um again with uh people at work who are into anime uh, a, a lot of them also got super into into super and i've seen a bunch of the fight scenes and it stays true to you know dragon ball z legacy and the fights still remain being dope i just i what was it i think like what finally cemented it for me was uh was talking, my younger brother brian uh who's been on the podcast a couple times he uh he was talking about uh this uh fight that he had seen and i was just like oh yeah when they're like uh super saiyan god mode and i the one of the fights he was talking about i think it was like vegito Vegito had like blue hair and he was going up against someone and he was like no 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 that's not Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan God is red hair and I was like what then what's the blue hair and he's like that's Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan and I was like I'm done no 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 so much no man that's what is that that's too much like I, I think a bigger part of it too was I, I was a diehard GT fan. I loved Dragon Ball GT. Super Saiyan 4 Goku, so dope. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, so amazing. I loved the arc of the uh, the Dark Dragons uh, and the like. The Dragon Balls that had kind of like cracked and created all these fighters. Uh, uh, Super Android 17 was amazing. I, Baby Vegeta was still a badass uh, character too, especially because because of him was how we got Super Saiyan 4 Goku. And then for uh, Dragon Ball Super to basically kind of be like, no, never mind. Dragon Ball GT never happened or whatever. And also you like the end of Dragon Ball Z had my boy uh, Oob at the end because you saw Goku and Oob going at it in a martial arts tournament. Yeah. Oob's not anywhere in Super. And also 
you don't get Majub, which was Majin Buu kind of going back to Oob. And Majub was like, besides Super Saiyan 4 Goku, Majub was my second favorite, like, Dragon Ball GT character. So awesome. I love that. So I just, I have this animosity towards Super because of just some of the silly-ass things that I feel like came out of it. And I just, I can't get with it. Like, the fights are going to be dope forever because it's, no matter what at its core, it's Dragon Ball Z. But I just, nah, I I was I was with it. Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4 was dope. And now they have this other random shit, God Mode, Super Saiyan, God, Super Like, I was just like, no, I, I can't. I, and then Ultra Int, like, what even is that? Like, what? That okay. doesn't even sound like it's a Saiyan thing. So I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. So the biggest like disconnect that I I had or I, I didn't get because I I know especially from past uh podcasts you guys have done, I know you're a fan of GT and that's why I'm like, well, why wouldn't he like Super because, you know, technically GT is not even canon. This mm-hmm. and that. granted GT did have a bunch of dope stuff. I won't lie. Super Saiyan 4 is fucking badass. Um but Dragon Ball Super, I I get what you're saying, like the the power up and new levels like I, I granted it can get a little convoluted uh it, it gets kind of mixed up and stuff like that but if if you're still like how you're saying you know it's it's true to its dragon ball Z fashion fight scenes etc uh yo a bunch of the uh how can i say it well first the goku black series really good uh but the for me the tournament of power alone is if you're just in it for just like dragon ball z fight scenes like yo that's enough reason to check it out even if you just fucking youtube the the tournament of power just alone you just watch that by itself it it's just fucking dope and it it kind of reminds you like why each individual character is it's it gives them their time to shine in this little small period but it's like it's just a big fucking free-for-all brawl against these other universes then it, it, it's just fucking dope man i just really wish you would give super a chance is all i'm saying like for and i like i mean i've seen some of the fights and some of the really cool moments like especially with jiren being a, a big name in uh dragon ball super and stuff like that and i mean and people have had their qualms with uh dragon ball z even like for a while because i think what was it i think dragon ball z had this like it was so good and then i think a lot of people I think got mad at GT for how certain things were nerfed. I mean, you have a huge fan base for uh, the Dragon Ball universe that still feels like Gohan should have been the strongest fan out there, especially with how big they hyped him up during the Cell Saga. That was fantastic, dude. To to see him become like Super Saiyan 2 and fold Perfect Cell, like that was so amazing. And then when you got that jump and you started, you know, uh, the Majin Buu Saga, and he's just like older and it seems like he stopped training, uh, became like a studious dude or whatever. And you're just like, yo, what the fuck happened to Gohan? Um, but then you got Gotenks, which was a badass fusion between, you know, Goten and Trunks as kids now. Not to mention also like if there's one thing, if I have one gripe about GT, yo, future Trunks from the Cell Saga one of the most badass characters to come out of uh, like the Dragon Ball Z universe. And then in GT, it was like, this dude's a pushover. But I mean, same thing, like Gohan kind of got his time to shine again and like um, unlock potential Gohan versus Super Buu. One of the best fights ever in, uh, in Dragon Ball Z. It was fantastic. 
But yeah, I think in GT, a lot of people were upset how it just seemed like so many people got nerfed. I mean, a bunch of people were upset that Piccolo never got a power boost again either. And he was one of my favorite characters like since since Dragon Ball Z's inception too. So I definitely feel like he could have also been growing with them. And I know, like you said, Super gave a lot of people its own time to shine. If there's one person that I kind of felt like it was silly that they gave him his time to shine, like, yo, man, Roshi was, uh, a, don't Roshi was a badass in Dragon Ball. But fuck, man, leave his ass there. Like, I saw that he, like, came out of nowhere, just had a bunch of different random ass moves in Dragon Ball Super. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Bro, they had to pay homage to Roshi. He's the one that, that started it, the Goku's training. Uh, yo, get quick little, let me just drop this on you. See, give you a little anime test real quick. Um, uh, what was uh, Roshi's uh, pseudonym whenever he fought in the, the martial arts tournaments when he uh, wore a blue wig? Come on, you're going to have to come better than that. That's my boy, Jackie Chan. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yo, uh, speaking of, uh, just because you brought it up, the the world tournaments and first of all dragon ball is my favorite out of dragon ball dragon ball z dragon ball gt dragon ball zuba dragon ball anything dragon ball is my favorite but the world tournaments are some of my favorite sagas period hands down the whole jackie chun thing just so he can you know test his students and see how they're developing and their full potential so that Yo, he, and during the world tournaments too they were awesome yeah. When Tien was first introduced and, you know, he's under, uh, what's his name, the Crane School and it, they're, they're just assassins and he's just like this bad dude. And especially when he has his fight and he grows his extra arms. And, bro, that's some of my favorite fucking episodes of Dragon Ball, period. Yeah, they're, again, fan fantastic show all around. It's, I, I, it's not so much, it's not so much hate about Dragon Ball Super um and the fact that gt's no longer canon in it it was i don't know there were just little hurdles that i was just like like you said if anything like i'll watch some of the fights and be like yeah this is still dope but i don't know that if i'll ever bring myself to care for that story again Man. or at least for super per se everything else i love all right guys well you guys heard it here first that's why he doesn't like fucking super and we're not going to change his mind today so it's all right but that's just something i had been dying to ask did it did it end? Didn't Dragon Ball Super end? Yeah. Yeah. Did they it, talk about making another another series or are they done? Man, uh I I wanna say they're supposed to be because I know the the manga's gone further and like stuff is already happening after, I think. And I I honestly try to stay away from spoilers and stuff like that. So I don't try to get too much into it. But uh, from what I know, I think there's supposed to be like another arc afterwards. I just don't know. Again, you know, the the movie coming soon where all the Gohan fans are going to be pleased because it's basically going to be about Gohan getting his shine pretty much. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. But well, uh, the Broly movie did like exceptionally well too, right? Broly movie did fucking great. I fucking love the Broly movie. Did you end up uh, checking out um, the JJK movie? I haven't. Not yet. I fucking haven't. I know you watched it and you gave it a very high rating. Didn't, I thought you tweeted that you were going to go see it I a few days I ago. I tweeted, like, the day that I tweeted it, I wanted to go watch it that night. And 
I just, I, I didn't, so essentially throughout the day, like I was doing errands, running around doing stuff, and I had this plan in my head, like, yo, I'm going to do all this, and I'm going to try to make it to X amount, you know, showtime, so that way I can still have time to get sleep, go to work, and stuff like that, and I was, I pushed it, I didn't make the one I wanted, and there was like a, a later showing, which was, I think, like the latest showing they had that night, and I was like, do I really want to do it? And I, I only didn't because one, it was already going to be later. And two, um, I have a coworker who was, wasn't really that into anime, but I got him into anime mm -hmm. and like everything he's, he's told me like everything I've recommended to him, he's, he's liked it. And I've, you know, just, we've never missed on, uh, an anime that I've recommended to him. And he, he loves Jujutsu Kaisen. And when I, he was more hyped about the movie coming out and everything and, Uh, we had kind of made plans and didn't. We were like, yo, let's, we should just go watch it together and it would not be gay. We're just going to be chilling, two dudes watching anime, you know? So, and I thought about it and I was going to go watch it. And I was like, like I said, one, it's late. Two, I was like, man, I could probably just wait for him and we can just go watch it like how we said we're going to do. But no, I haven't watched it yet. But I heard you, uh, you know, you told me it was super good. Yeah, fantastic. Like, Junior was completely against even go see it. Talking about, I mean, you probably heard him on the podcast talking about, like, it's a prequel, so he doesn't care. Yo, I came home, talked it up so much, and I was just like, do you want me to ruin it for you? And he was like, no, 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 I'll go see it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought. Good stuff. All right, next question I got, with all that, all Dragon Ball stuff aside, um, something I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain and see as far as anime, other animes go, like, when it comes down to it, what are... What are some of like I guess like your favorite shows or genres? Like what what do you gravitate to more? Is it mainly just you know big fight scenes and power ups? Is that just your cup of tea, or is there like a little diversity there? What what mainly do you get into? Uh, you know, just like I feel like I I'm gonna remain probably a kid at heart forever. So I feel like big fight scenes and stuff like that usually draw me in. But I've also given chances to other things. Um, uh, for instance, like I checked out Your Lie in April. Like I try not to be, but yo, man, if the the music is right, the scene is right, I can put myself right into the shoes of some of these characters, whether it's live action, a cartoon, or an anime, and I'll cry like a baby if it's sad or it moves me. So, like, Your Lion April was awesome. Um, watching uh, Haikyuu, which is the only sports anime that I can recommend. because is that the, the volleyball one? Yeah, yeah. It literally makes me feel like I'm a fan in the stand, like... It, it's it's insane to me it's one thing for me to like get chills during a really badass fight scene or a really cool like lore drop from like a character or something in some of my favorite animes or shows but i literally get chills watching like for the first time at least some of these games that happen in haikyuu because very early on they they leave you with this kind of like you know most shows movies or tv shows like, you kind of like know even though it's not a spoiler you know in your head like yo the main character it's probably going to reach their goal or whatever. Like this shit's going to happen. And very early on with Q, they kind of show you, it's just like, yo, these matches aren't predetermined. You're not just going to go like, oh, well, this is the main character's team. They're going to win. It's like, no, they fight for every point and you do not know if they're going to come away uh, with that W. So that, that, that show has been phenomenal for me. Um, I cannot wait for uh, the next season that they put out. But besides that, I do like a lot of just the, the big shonen animes i mean i'm a fan of the big three um black clover my hero jjk uh those ones have all been amazing to me too 
uh, I'm always like searching for some of the newer stuff. I know Junior sometimes likes to say that he likes finding, you know, 12 episode animes or 24 episode animes, but I like something that I can either binge or something that I can look forward to getting more of. Um, but I'm also a big fan of isekais, which are those ones where um, the character either gets transported to a magical world or it's like a video game world where they're just living in now. So, but yeah, I do like, I mean, you know, we don't have that type of like fantasy and stuff in the real world here. So anything like that is always a big draw for me. Uh, I, I have an overactive imagination and that shit uh, is always really good for it. So what about yourself? Man, um, I would say the same more or less because I, I do love, you know, big fight scenes. And, and for a long time when I first got introduced to anime, like that's literally all I knew. And that's what I thought all anime was it, like it, it literally was until a couple years ago probably a, a, a switch went off in my head and I was like I wonder if there's other stuff other genres and I like to try to find different stuff whether it's uh, a drama or mystery or you know a romance or whatever it is um, and try to pan out a little bit and see what else is out there so I've, I've found a couple uh, I haven't really looked too much lately because, uh, like I said, I've been getting into comics and stuff like that. But I don't know. I think I've heard you guys talk about it on your podcast. Um, B-Stars. I don't know if you ever watched B-Stars. I, I really liked B-Stars. That one was dope. Um, Season kind of, like, trailed off a little for me. I finished it. I don't think Junior has yet. But, I mean, I really enjoyed the first season. And then, you know, I as, as far as, like, the way they made it seem was kind of like second season was kind of like an ending point. So I don't know if we're going to get anything else. Um, similar to that one though, it's not exactly hundred percent the same. It is a little bit different, but I enjoyed it uh, more. Uh, you should check out, uh, uh, BNA on uh, Netflix, Boku no Animal, okay. uh, follows, there's like a population of just humans. And then there's also a population of like hybrid human animal people. Uh, I actually really dug the animation style, but you follow, uh, the main character is this like uh, raccoon girl um, and just all the random stuff that happens in there. Uh, they kind of have some really funny moments to it, but also some cool like action sequences and a really cool story uh, that was fun to follow. But I definitely recommend that one. If you like Beast Stars, it's not exactly the same, but I mean, you get like beast people. So I really liked it, though. OK, not bad. I'll definitely add it to that. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, another one, I don't know if you've heard me, because uh, I have mentioned it on previous episodes, but another one was uh, High Score Girl. I really liked High Score Girl. It's just about these two kids coming up in like the arcade era. Um, they're kind of, I, I don't want to say, they're not necessarily enemies, but it's like one, the the young boy, he's like, wants to be the best gamer and he works really hard at it. And then the girl that, you know, they end up liking each other or whatever. Uh, she's just naturally good as fuck. And they're both like the top gamers. And they're always like, a, they end up at tournaments and they end up going against each other. And it's just a big back and forth. Um, just a huge rivalry. Not necessarily a rivalry because it becomes more or less uh, like about them, you know, liking one another and you know if they're going to be together and this and that and but all the while in between like it's all centered around arcade games which the the biggest one like it shows a bunch of different old retro games that they'll play and like this is my character this is you know this and that but uh it centers mainly around like street fighter and oh, cool. yeah 
it, it, it's it's really fucking dope like you know how a lot of times like when people have like little angels and devils on their shoulders and shows or like a, a subconscious character talking to them like the the young boys uh his main uh thing like character that talks to him is uh guile because guile's like his main and that's man, i'm gonna have to check that out i've heard stuff about that i had a friend that actually recently told me that it was on their watch list yeah. but I hadn't seen anything about it though, but I've heard stuff about it though. So e even if you're not necessarily, I would say even if you're not necessarily into like, you know, romance or, or stuff like that, um, just the whole video game aspect of it, the nostalgia and everything they go through and it shows, I would say it's definitely worth a watch just for that. And I think it's only two seasons. It might, it might be just the one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. It's, it's not a long, it's not a long watch at all. Uh, but those are a couple that I've just like, you know, just found and I ended up liking. Um, but I'll definitely check out DNA for sure. And then like other stuff that's not necessarily like a big beat em up type of anime. Uh, Death Note, I really fucking loved. I watched it uh, probably a year or two ago that I finally watched it and fucking love that. Let me see. Uh, yo, something I do want to know. Wait on me. Have you ever met anyone anime famous? I have never met anyone anime famous, no. Uh, Junior and I have talked a lot, even prior to doing the podcast, about uh, checking out any conventions, but, you know, with random time constraints and sometimes not paying enough attention to when stuff is going on, uh, we have not. But I would definitely say it's up there on the list of things that would be really awesome to do. Um, uh, what about yourself? So... I'm actually glad you asked that so that way it didn't just seem like I made this whole episode just so I could tell this story I'm about to tell right now. <laughs> um, I have met somebody anime famous like uh, I guess one time. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard me tell the story or if I've told you or Junior. Um, I met Justin Brenner once. Who, for anyone who doesn't know, he's, I guess, more well-known. He does a bunch of other voices, but he's most well-known for uh, being Deku or Izuku, Izuku Midoriya in My Hero Academia, the main character. But I got, oh. I got to meet Justin Brenner one time, uh, and essentially what happened, I have, uh, this was maybe probably closer to two years ago, maybe. Uh, I got a buddy. He's actually one of the uh, audio engineers. He works for Funimation, so like whenever they do uh the english voiceovers like he's the one that records the english voice actors and puts puts the uh where everything needs to go he does all the audio stuff you know what i mean yeah uh, so uh and this buddy of mine like i went to high school with him and he's come to my job i've sold him like a couple of vehicles because for anyone that also doesn't know i'm a car salesman in real life um but you know he blesses me from time to time uh, little trinkets here and there, but he was cool enough one time. He was like, yo, y'all should, you know, take a tour of the facility because one of the main headquarters uh, is or was in Flower Mound, Texas. It was probably maybe like an hour, maybe 45 minutes away from where I'm at. So not far at all. Uh, I know they recently moved to somewhere else that's maybe a little bit closer. But yeah, he was like, yo, you should take a tour. Just email this person, set it up and, you know, I'll make sure everything's cool. I was like, all right, bet. So me and one of my other buddies, we ended up going. We booked the tour. We emailed We emailed the person, booked the tour. And it was supposed to be like us and like another party or whoever's going to do it that day. You know what I mean? Because they just like will group you together. X amount of people can come on this day and they give you a tour. 
And essentially, yo, nobody else even showed up. So it was just me and my my boy, and that's it. And then they just took us around the facility. We got to meet different departments, and they would tell us, like, yo, this is what we do here. It was kind of like a kid's field trip, kind of, but for adults. Because they would, they would sit down with us, be like, yo, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Do you have any questions? And that part, I didn't see coming, and we were like, nah, not really, I guess. This is just fucking dope. Um, and fun fact, also, that's where I got um, the One Piece set I have right now. Like It's like the first season or like first couple hundred episodes. Uh, we met a dude. He did like some of the marketing and he, he does like the clips that make it to like commercials or whatever it is. And he was like, yo, do you like One Piece? I was like, yeah, I kind of like it. He was like, do you want this box set that comes with a shirt? I'm like... Bro, why do you think I'm here? Yeah, I fucking want it. <laughs> you know? Uh, but after that, it was kind of just like perfect timing because they were like, you know, we can actually go into one of the recording studios. You guys can check it out. And if someone happens to be there, someone just happens to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but we got to go into one. And Mr. Justin Brenner, I actually got to see him work while he was doing some voiceover work. He was doing some work on uh, Fire Force. And... Like, we got to see the episode, like, I wasn't even caught up to where, what was going on. And I was just like, man, this is fucking dope. We got to see him work. He came out. Uh, I got to tell him what's up, shook his hand. I got to take a picture with him. And yeah, that's, that's it, man. He's just a cool ass dude. That was, that's dope as hell. Uh, Fire Force, also uh, one of my uh, newer favorite animes. I love that show. It's really good. I really did. I really did enjoy that one. That one's really fire. No pun intended. <laughs> but you know after that after my little famous person story um something i was kind of really interested to see your answer to this is just a hypothetical but give me your let's just imagine funimation or whoever you want it to be hits you up they're like yo we need a show from you we're gonna make it happen and you get to make your own anime give me more or less your all-star lineup for your cast, who are you going to want in there? Like voice actor wise? Yeah. Voice actor wise. Oh man, dude. Uh, uh, I'll tell you this right now. The one that's really good remembering actors names is the other half of the podcast. Uh, okay. But like just from off the top of my head um, in, the, in trying not to be a little too biased slash some of the few names that I really only remember um, Matt Mercer, who r runs critical role, uh, D and D, um, uh, twist stream that junior and I try and keep up with. Uh, he actually voices, uh, the dubbed version of, uh, Levi Ackerman for attack from attack on Titan. Does he really? Yes. And one of the, uh, one of the players in his campaigns, uh, Liam, he actually is the voice of Gara from Naruto. Um, so I would 100% want both of them, uh, to be in, uh, the anime, that that I would you know pitch I was like I want both of them uh the, some of the other cast on there too has done uh voices uh, uh Travis uh one of the other players his wife Laura I think has been in a lot of like animes too um so I feel like she would be a top contender for me as well um and then if I had to pick some of the other ones of maybe like actors names that I don't know um I think uh the All Might's voice actor is uh phenomenal 
and I think one of my favorite things to do sometimes is just kind of like pick out like, oh, hey, I recognize that voice. This is this from that. Uh, one of the ones that I always recognize, because, again, it's the anime that kind of spiraled me. I always recognize Ichigo's, Ichigo's voice. Anytime it pops up in a different anime, I'm like, boom, that's Ichigo. Like, I don't know the voice actor's name. I can never remember it, but I'm just like, right. that's and then if I said I could always recognize another one, it's uh, Kirito. Like, um, uh, for instance, um, uh, Inosuke from uh, uh, Demon Slayer, uh, that's Kirito. But you can just tell, like, it's kind of like a little more raspy Kirito. But I, I love it. Like, anytime I hear his voice just pop up, I'm like, boom, either that's Ichigo or boom, that's Kirito. Nice. And that's something I've, I've found always that's kind of fun, especially with, like, uh, the American voice actors, because they circulate so much and do so much work here and there and in other shows, I always think that's fun to do. Like whenever you do hear it and you can recognize it, you're like, yo, is this, is this fucking Piccolo or Goku or you know what I mean? And that's always just fun to do. Mm -hmm. But to spiral off that, if you can, uh, still going off of, you know, they're giving you your own show. If you can, what kind of anime would it be? Would it just be another beat em up anime or what do you think? Um, I, if anything, I think I try to do like maybe like a little combination of a couple different things. Um, like I said, I do really enjoy isekais, which is, you know, people kind of being transported to a different world or whatever. Um, but being a, you know, huge D&D nerd, I think it would be kind of cool because I don't really know that I've seen anything like this. Uh, but just kind of have like an anime where it's kids that are playing D&D, but then, you know, whenever they are playing, you know, you go transported from just watching kids play to kind of seeing it play out almost as if it was real. Oh, but, that's fire. But at the same time, you get to see, like, how they interact when they, like, go to school or, like, relationships that they build, like, outside of actually playing the game and how it may or may not affect um, the way they play or their mood, like, uh, during the next time that they get to do a D&D session. So I think that would actually be pretty cool. Um but yeah, that that'd be my pitch, dude. That sounds fire as fuck. I feel like I would. I feel like I would watch that. Yeah, uh, I would definitely watch it. <laughs> oh man, real quick, what I'm gonna do? Um, I'm gonna make this quick stopping point because we're coming up on the hour mark. I don't want to go over it and have something be cut off. So we're gonna jump right back, uh, pick up the conversation where we're leaving off. Uh, yo, nobody go anywhere. We're coming right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May not be weird in the final product when we finally get this episode out, which will be like immediately. Uh, <laughs> but I never do any uh, cutting or pasting or editing in my audio. I think I can. I've just never really messed with it. So there's a potential. Like it could have been a real flush sequence from us talking about one thing, going to the other and like nothing ever happened. I'm just not going to do it, you know? But yeah, just to pick back up where we were leaving off. Yo, yeah, I would definitely watch that anime. Like, that actually sounds really fucking dope. Have you, like, given that some thought? Or is that something that just kind of you had right now, like, just off your head? It's just more something that I've kind of, like, had in my head. Uh, it wasn't too much, like, off the cuff. Like, I've, I've thought about it before. Um, but again, yeah, like, uh, you know, in a sense of kind of, like, world building, just to kind of bounce off of the fact that the idea has to do with D&D, um, I am the dungeon master or game master of uh, the campaign that I'm currently running uh, for my brother, his girlfriend, and uh, my friends. So 
already, you know, I had to create uh, this world for them. And, you know, besides just kind of like naming the world or the continent that they're on, then it comes down to, you know, well, you know, what are the villages? What are the cities? What are the kingdoms? What are some of these like different spaces that maybe aren't that maybe some dungeons and stuff like that? Do they have names? And then it comes down to, you know, naming people like every village will have like an elder cities will have like a mayor kingdoms will obviously have like kings and stuff like that so i've definitely it's really helped me branch out with uh some of like my creativity to kind of like you know put everything there on top of that you know it's crafting um you know the story behind it it's not so much just making like these random npc characters in a village and then just seeing what happens you know i have to create these elements of you know whether it's like chaos or adventure for uh the the players of the campaign to be able to to kind of figure out and do so uh i've had a lot of fun with that but it is it's definitely a lot of work uh i was telling my older brother uh one of our players uh my buddy angel from work um he he kind of like we were talking before work started and he was just like hey man uh you, you know once uh once this campaign gets ended did you just have like another one just set up so we can just go like right away and i wanted to strangle him like dude are you kidding me do you have any idea how much work goes into like all of this like no i don't just have another i'm not even a hundred percent done with the campaign we're working on right now um the one thing that i was able to flush out and one thing that i'm kind of proud of um which I can also kind of say can sometimes be a no-no. Um, all of my characters' backstories, they're intertwined. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like when we get to visit and uh, go into, you know, and kind of flesh out like, oh, this is what happened to this character in their past. And now they're resolving it. It'll lead into somebody else's backstory. Um, and the like, the idea of how I got it set up is actually really cool. The problem though, and it's something that, I should have planned ahead for and thought of it doing something like that could potentially blow up in my face because if one of the players dies in the game, like um, I completely lose that part of the story that I had kind of set up. Um, so for right now, I'm just glad everyone's still alive in the game. Nice. So, yo, I'm actually really fucking glad you brought that up and you honestly, you made a bunch of good points. Um, because the next thing I want to get into, which will be, I guess, technically you could call it the last segment I have for us. Um, I really just wanted to talk gaming or video games with you, uh, which, you know, definitely D&D &D falls under that category because it's just tabletop role playing. It's still a game. You're still playing with your friends. Hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I say I'm, I'm glad you bring up D&D &D in your campaign because I had some stuff I wanted to ask you about D&D &D and your campaign. Well, um, hey, mommy. Which I think kind of you kind of just hit the nail on the head. I was going to first start out with like, you know, just tell me more or less how your campaign is going. I know when you guys talked about or, you know, here and there on, on y'all's podcast, like you mentioned, there's some stuff you don't want to say or give away too much. Just more or less, what can you tell me about your campaign and like what's going on in there? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, when I, I I know I mentioned that, and I do kind of want to talk about it a little more on our podcast too, and you know, give you your your proper shout outs over there too, um, just for being a longtime fan and always coming back for us. You know, we love and appreciate you. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously I'm doing the podcast with Junior, who's one of my players, and then some of the other players will listen to the podcast. So it's just kind of like the only things that I don't want to mention essentially are story elements that'll either give them an edge 
or, you know, kind of ruin a surprise that I have set up for them. Um, but essentially right now, um, the way it kind of started, uh, I've DM'd for Junior and some other friends before, but we usually do kind of like something like smaller. It's never something that's been like super fleshed out. Like this is the first time that I'm really kind of doing that. And uh, the last time that I tried, I made um, – and maybe I'll, I'll send you a picture uh, – of it but i made this world map or junior helped like i drew it out and then junior kind of uh found this uh cool uh, program online where he could kind of like design it and stuff like that and it's like it's a huge poster board map um and essentially what i did was i made multiple countries and then i kind of made like a capital city for each of the country and that was basically where like story would unfold Mm-hmm. And I essentially what I did was I went from big to like, or I went from like macro to micro. And I guess that's kind of like a big no, no, especially when you're starting out. Cause it's a lot harder to do. Um, so this time with this campaign, I started, you know, with micro, the only thing I had really fleshed out was like the starting village that everyone was going to start in. And okay. then as like, you know, they started to level up and complete some quests. I was able to kind of start broadening the world till I had uh, enough information kind of set up uh, with my own time to kind of flesh out this giant world. So um, the world that they reside in is uh, the world of Athon. Um, and they're on this like giant continent uh, that's split up. It's got some mountains, some islands off to the sides, um, four different kingdoms that they can visit. Um, but the uh, general notion that I gave them kind of at the beginning to kind of start everything out was uh, that it, they all wanted to become uh, adventurers. And there were guilds kind of throughout the world that you could show up and then get like an adventuring license. And then you were allowed to take quests. So that was like the first obstacle that the, the party had to go through. Um, just kind of completing certain tasks. Um, but what I gave them they needed a thousand gold. Just as a party, they needed to accumulate a thousand gold. Uh, they needed to get um, someone from the village to be like uh, their benefactor, and then they had to get like some renown when uh, within the city to kind of start to make a name for themselves. Um, and then obviously they had to name their group. Uh, but once they completed those three tasks, uh, they were able to acquire an adventuring license and then start uh, being able to take on quests uh, through the adventuring guild. Um, uh, so what was it? I think Junior plays as a, uh, half elf paladin. Uh, his girlfriend, Megan plays as a dwarven fighter. Um, uh, myself, I usually in the past, like whenever I DM the parties that we play with are usually kind of small. So I always kind of create the support character that doesn't necessarily add too much to the story, but they're just there to kind of, you know, help out in battles or sometimes with random ability checks um, uh, so like I made this, uh, this character named Magnus, who's this, uh, lava Genasi, uh, gunslinger. And then we had our friend, uh, Sean, he's playing a half orc, uh, warlock. And then we had our buddy Vaughn who was playing just an elf bard and Vaughn was only able to make it to the first session and then was just like, he didn't have the, the time to really commit to the campaign that we were trying to start. So we lost him, but now uh, we gained uh, my buddies Jonah and Jeff, who are brothers, 
and then um, my friends Angel and Cat who are dating. So it's a it's a massive party that we got going on right now. Um, eight people at the table, um, you know, a bunch of different personalities and ideas kind of flying around, uh, getting things going. But it's it's been it's been a trek. It's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, they uh, was it some of the some of kind of like the highlights is uh, they got poisoned uh, by the mayor of the of the village they started in and got sold into uh, some gladiator slavery. Um, and then they fought their way through that and became arena champions in uh, a separate town. Uh, they went through their first big cave and um, Junior became friends with a squirrel, which is now as familiar, a little squirrel named Nutty. Uh, and some hilarity ensued with uh, trying to get them across like this chasm. Um, and uh, currently right now they are trying to save a village who's getting extorted uh, by another village of orcs that just keeps taking like half their crops because apparently the crops around the orc village keep dying. So they found out that the, uh, the water around there has been like poisoned. So they uh, followed um, the, the kind of river that they were using for irrigation to this, uh, this foggy forest. And almost immediately they got separated. They all rolled horrible on their like survival checks and they got separated. So uh, the, literally the last thing that happened in the campaign was half the party got split up in this uh, misty forest. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, just fleshing everything out. I, I constantly, I think one of the funniest moments that I have like to myself is just thinking about things I want to do. And there are like these, you know, these big moment reveals that I've thought about and just these like making up your like, villain monologues for something like this like a campaign is so much fun so like i am super excited for us to get back into playing uh we had to take a little bit of a hiatus because two of our friends um went on vacation for a few weeks so we haven't been able to play recently but um i have a blast with it uh but i definitely definitely want to be just a player the next time like if we finish this campaign i want to just be the player next time i don't want to have to craft the entirety of a world again yeah man because I'll be honest, it sounds fucking hard. It sounds hard as fuck. And Junior keeps me on my fucking toes, too. Like, any t sometimes, you know, if you, like, a city has, like, anywhere from, you know, you know, two to 5,000 people, like, living in it. And, you know, I'm not going to come up with that many names. And like, I do, I mean, I know Junior's told you, I do a lot of voices. I have yep. a lot of fun with that. So, like, I'll mix and match, like, around. Sometimes, man, I'll do a voice for one character and forget what they sound like and have to try to remember, like, in the moment. And Junior will be like, that's not what that person sounded last time. And I'm like, will you, like, I'm doing a lot over here. Give me, give me a <laughs> second. But sometimes, like, they'll just stop, like, a random citizen and they'll ask a question. And that's not normally a big deal. But then Junior will be like, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, God, I got to think of a name on the spot because I... <laughs> And I'm trying to stay away from, I mean, it's a fantasy world, so I'm trying not to use too many generic names. Uh, but yeah, coming up with fantasy names on the spot can be a little hard. Dude, what if you just made like all those type of characters like, uh, you know, in Pokemon, how like every Nurse Joy is the same and the mm -hmm. police lady like just do that. And then every time you switch up. There's just an Officer Jenny everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> every time you switch up the accent, you'd be like, yeah, it's his fucking cousin or whatever <laughs> there was one funny thing i follow so many uh different D, D platforms on like twitter uh 
And I think it's really cool when a parent is able to get their like child involved into it. But there was a, like this parent who had said um, they were playing with like their nine-year-old and the nine-year-old's character was named, you know, you know, Jamie Z and uh, the character died. And within like 10 seconds, the child quickly was like, okay, now I'm Jamie Z Jr. And I'm here to avenge my father. And I was like, that's perfect. That's awesome. You know, that's dope. <laughs> Quick on their feet. Yeah, that's yeah. Nice. That's dope as fuck. Yo, and I've always said uh, in some capacity, I wish you guys would like stream it or record it whenever you guys do your sessions, just because especially now more so that you gave us that little insight, like in all its form, I love storytelling and a good story. So, you know, for D&D specifically, I, I do watch a bunch of other you know, streams or, you know, YouTube videos, stuff like that. But it's it's always a little bit cooler coming from right now, like if it's from people you know or mm -hmm. you know. What I mean? So I don't know, man. What what's what's that like? Is there any future potentially where we could get some video footage of you guys' sessions? I love the idea of it. It's not that I'm against it. Um like I mentioned earlier already, I, I watch, uh, you know, Matt Mercer and his show Critical Role with everyone else. Their episodes always range anywhere from like three and a half to four and a half hours. And like it, if you're just watching like, yeah, that's a lot to kind of consume. And they they live stream it on Twitch on Thursdays and then the episodes are on YouTube by Monday. Um, every single time we've played, we always start at five and end either at midnight or a little after midnight mm. so, so we yeah we go hard when we play um and again because there are so many of us i mean critical role also has a lot of players uh same thing with actually our team or with our group that has going like they have their dungeon master matt mercer and then they have seven players and sometimes they'll have guest uh players so they'll have like eight people um so right right now yeah same thing we have eight people at our table so, you, you know, depending on what type of ideas are going around uh, and stuff like that, sometimes something as simple as just trying to figure out what they're going to do in a day might take a little while before we actually get to, you know, moving the party somewhere or combat situations and stuff like that. So, yeah, we do like seven hour sessions and I just I don't know. I feel like that's kind of insane for um, for putting up on like a Twitch stream or something like that. I don't know if anyone would want to dedicate, you know, seven hours to watch you something like that on top of the fact that it also comes with, you know, I, we do have some, some shy players who it's just like, I don't know if they'd be ready to kind of be put on the spot like that, or, you know, if they would get too embarrassing that somebody else might be watching them and stuff like that. On top of the fact that we need a, a much better setup, you know, right now, Junior and I just kind of have the one camera and trying to kind of like move it around to every different direction to either get everyone in the picture or, you know, turn it for maybe when there's a battle sequence so you guys can see, like, a lot of the minis that Junior and I have really gotten into either collecting or painting and stuff like that. Um, it's definitely a lot of extra work. Um, I 100% I agree that it would be awesome to do. I don't know if it's anywhere in the near future. Um, but it would it would be awesome to do. If, if anything, I'd have to get better at trying to cut down maybe some, some of that time because I think a seven-hour stream would be a little insane. Well, the, the thing about, I think that's one of the good things about Twitch. Like, it's not like a YouTube video. Like, obviously, yeah, it, it is live. And I mean, I, I don't think nobody's really expected to be there from start to finish. It's just kind of one of those things like, oh, if my favorite, you know, Twitch streamers streaming, I'm going to check them out while I can. 
be in the chat if I want. And then, you know, I'm, I'm gonna dip out when I want, you know, it's just, it's just a come and go as you please kind of thing, because there's, there's people that do fucking, uh, 24 hour streams. Yeah, I have seen some of the, like some gamers will do that and just you know stay awake the entire time. And I like I, to that extent, like I feel like some of it's different um, when you watch somebody play video games versus maybe D and D. But like you said, like the story component, a lot of people are there for it. Right. Uh, I would I would a hundred percent love for others to kind of watch like these big moments unfold for some of the characters. I think. Um, I will mention so like for D and D, I think as a as a game master, dungeon master, one of the best possible feelings that you get is like that full immersion when you really make one of your players feel like, yo, I'm not here on Earth sitting around this table eating pizza and Doritos. I'm in this fantasy world, and this fucked up thing just happened, and it's making me feel. Um, I did, I did this like very very dark town where essentially I introduced. I introduced heroin into my fantasy world, but it's not called heroin. It's called like Revenant Haze. And it's uh, basically kind of like this uh, magical drug that's being kind of given out by this. Uh... Well, actually, I can't reveal who's giving it out because that'd be a secret that Junior and the other players don't know about yet. But um, uh, it was kind of messing up this town, right? Um, it, it's, uh, it's like this patch that you basically stick to your arm and then you get that, you know, euphoria feeling or whatever. Um so part of the thing that they had to do was kind of figure out where it was coming from and then stopping the flow of it into the city um, because it was messing a lot of things up. Uh, and the original reason that they had come to that city was to investigate the haunted library that was there. So, you know, first thing they do, you know, big drug bust. They stop all of it being like brought into the city and make sure that it doesn't come back. After that, the mayor is kind of like... Um, uh, very grateful to them and ends up opening up the haunted library for them to investigate it. Um, and there's a banshee in there that's got all these other spirits going around. They're like protecting the library, doing all this crazy stuff in there. And um, at the end of it, like once they kind of, you know, exercised the place and defeated the, the kind of the, the battle that I had set up for them, you end up finding out that the, the banshee was actually a mother um, whose daughter loved uh, the library and um, the mom bought like two doses of Revenant Haze and she took a dose and was kind of passed out. And when her daughter came back from hanging out the library, took the other one and OD'd. Um, and so the mom was like, you know, riddled with guilt, went to the library, hung herself and then ended up haunting it. And so like, I'm revealing these plot points for this one story and you could just see Megan's like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And it's just like, but that's that full immersion. Like I want you to feel like you're actually there. Yeah, man. I felt like I was fucking there right now. Yeah. So, so that was, and also like a little thing that I missed, I, I skipped out on um, the daughter is actually there as like a ghost. And she like helped the, the players find different things in the city. And then like, after they find everything out, they find out. And, like, I got kind of, like, my buddy Jonah literally called all of the plot points, like, right before I would announce them. He'd be like, I bet you that little girl was a ghost. And I'm like, and she's a ghost. He's like, I knew it. And then I was like, <laughs> God damn it, dude, why can't you just shut up? Let it happen. Um, the library was right next to an orphanage that had actually gotten burned down by a wizard who was on Revenant Haze. But when the players first got there, they interacted with the orphanage and all the kids there. 
And then Jonah's like, yo, I bet the orphanage, like everyone's probably dead over there too. And then I'm just like, yeah, the orphanage had burned down. You guys were interacting with ghosts. And my buddy Sean was like, I gave candy to ghost kids. And I'm like, yeah, you were. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what I'm after. It's uh, seeing any of that is amazing. And I would love to share that with the world. Um, I have, yeah, I have amazing plot points that I have in my head. And like I said, I have everyone's story intertwined. Um, but it's the same thing when I watch Critical Role or another show, uh, Dimension 20 that Junior and I have talked about on the podcast, whenever they drop these plot points, like I feel like I'm there. I wish I was in that like magical world, like with them. But yeah, as a, as a dungeon master slash game master, uh, that's probably one of my, my favorite moments ever is kind of like revealing these things that make my players feel like they're not at the table. They are in this world. Damn. Yeah, man. It, it sounds fucking dope. Like I like all of that, all those elements you had in there. I fucking, I fucking love stuff like that. If I were to see that, like I said, in a Twitch stream or in a, uh, some type of YouTube video fashion, like I would just fucking love it. Cause it sounds fucking dope. And like I said, it, it's just right up my alley. It's just, it's just what I love. I don't know. Maybe we'll start you a GoFundMe page to get you guys. Better. <laughs> yeah. Better get, get us trying to get to that moment. But yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to do it though. I'd, I'd be all, I'd be all for it. Um, it'd just be getting to see if everyone else would be down for it. And then just getting like the right setup and equipment for it. Right. Uh, you know, something I, I did want to mention or ask, uh, because you mentioned it a little bit here and there, as far as like, uh, the map you guys printed up and stuff like that. And I know Junior has sent me a couple of pictures of like stuff you guys have made. Do you guys go more for like, you know, homemade stuff for y'all's, you know, uh, what am I trying to say for y'all's uh, setup? Or I know you said you guys get some minis and paint them because I know some people go like all out with that stuff. What Which way are you guys leaning more towards? So um, all of like the settings, basically, I don't uh, did, did you ever hear about when you were younger, this uh, game called HeroScape? No. Okay. So I think HeroScape was kind of like for kids, because I got it when I was a, a kid. It was kind of like an introduction to a very uh, kind of like, because D&D does sometimes have to do a lot with like either math or all these points, stuff that you have to remember. So HeroScape was kind of like this dumbed down version for like kids. Um, but it came with like these uh, like hexagon tiles like these maps that you could kind of build yourself and junior and I found uh, or junior did junior found it at our parents' place. It brought it over. So we have that, but then junior crafted um, all like the dungeon tiles and other stuff that we have for like um, kind of like battle moments. So for that stuff, we're way more about kind of like homemade stuff. Uh, and junior has taken, he's been phenomenal with it. I can't give him enough credit. Um, the only thing I've really done is just kind of painted some of the minis. Like at the end of the day, sometimes like, yeah, I'm kind of creating this world in my head and all this adventure and stuff. So that's where my creativity is going. But besides that, like it's my wallet. That's just kind of like buying miniatures and stuff like that. Junior's like hands and all the stuff that he's like created has been phenomenal uh, for the experience for like all the players. Like everyone's appreciated all the work that he's done. It's looked amazing. And not that you need to have minis or, um kind of like setups to play D, but it it's such a like really nice part for immersion to kind of make people also feel like they're doing stuff besides just kind of like sometimes just rolling the dice um uh but like there's different there's different things uh you can buy uh certain uh boxes uh i know junior and i uh and max really love buying monster menageries and they usually come with four painted minis problem is, is you don't know what they are 
or you can buy like unpainted minis and then just do them yourself. But I like it's I'm not necessarily a painter. I just haven't practiced enough at it. I think Junior and I actually have an idea, and I think we talked about it a couple podcasts ago about wanting to just kind of do an episode where you guys can see us kind of like paint and we kind of go into some detail about like D and D and other stuff. Um, but e- either route you want to take is, is fantastic. Uh, I think, I think homemade stuff, if you, cause you just watch a lot of like, uh, you know, DIY videos for doing stuff like that. And I think if you have the time and the energy to do it, like totally go for it. Um, it's sometimes can be very inexpensive to kind of do some of that stuff. It's just, you know, putting in the effort for it. Facts. You're only going to get out what you put in. Um, Don't give up. Just like you said, man, at the beginning. Facts. Big facts. Biggest of facts. Yo, what is, what's some advice you would give to someone who wants to get into D&D? Maybe someone who's never gotten into it or is interested. What's a couple things you would tell them? Tips, tricks, whatever. Uh, so definitely, I, th- I think one of the, the, one of the first, very first steps is to, to find, find a community or find people that like want to try with you um you you can't play by yourself i mean you kind of can but it's probably a little lonely um and then besides that uh, i would definitely say if you don't want to buy the the player's handbook uh you could probably just look it up online to uh to try to get kind of the the kind of first beginnings into it um and then like once if you or if you have any friends that have been into it, yo, pick pick their brain. They're gonna love talking about it the same way that I won't shut up about it probably. And they'll help you get to that fully like immersive spot. And don't be afraid, like it, you don't have to give, you know, a character a voice the first time you're playing. You don't have to make your character have the like darkest or coolest story. Sometimes it's all about just jumping into it. Um, you don't have to do a really long campaign too. There's a they sell a lot of like one shot um, uh, stories that you can kind of start and finish in, you know, three, three to five hours just for, you know, start, start off simple. I would say don't overcomplicate your first experience with D&D because sometimes it is a lot of information and it could be, you know, a sensory overload. Like uh, a lot of people will recommend um, instead of having, you know, a session one where you guys just jump into playing, you have a session zero where it's just everyone that's going to play gets together. Uh, they create their characters. They learn maybe a little bit about the world that they're going to be playing in and they get to know the other players that they're going to be playing with. Um, so that's always kind of, it's always fun to do something like that. A session zero is 100% definitely recommended. Um, but it's just, it, it ends up being just a lot of research. There's so many classes that you pick. And then depending on what class you pick, they've made so many subclasses for it. Um, just have fun with it. You can literally make your character, whatever, um, and then if you want to homebrew a couple different rules or even magic, just talk to your, your DM or, or GM and just see if they're cool with it. But more often than not, um, uh, like everyone's always like, you know, open to like new ideas and just for everyone to have a good time. Not bad. Solid advice. Uh, mainly because, yo, I fall under that category. So I'm definitely taking a bunch of that to heart. I like that, man. Good stuff. Uh, yo, <clears throat> I know I mentioned this was like the video game segment and we we did a bunch of D&D, yep, uh, yep. <laughs> which is fine. It's cool. Uh, I do have some just like more random questions that I, I wanted to ask that are more towards like actual video games, I guess you could say. Uh, something I want to know for sure. Who's your main in Smash? Oh, Samus. 
Samus. Okay. Samus. Samus. Because I mean, I my main has stayed the same since like the original N sixty four days. You can ask both of my brothers, dude. Yo, if I'm maining as Samus, you you gotta watch out because I'm gonna be hitting you with that full charge when you least expect it. I am. All right. Honestly, I didn't see that one coming, but not bad. Uh, with the newer games, though, I've had a lot of fun playing uh, with Cloud um, and even uh, the Dragon Quest hero uh, character that they uh, pulled out to. Banjo-Kazooie was a lot of fun. I haven't gotten to try him, but I also heard that Sora is, like, broken, too. I am. What about yourself? I am, for better or worse, doesn't matter. It's just who I go with. Uh, uh, I'm a Kirby main. Kirby. Oh, man. Kirby's my guy. And it's kind of the same ever since uh, the 64 version. It's just who I always liked using, and I've always just stuck with him. I just love Kirby. The yeah, that's my, my little brother's main. Like, n- no offense to Junior, but when it came to, like, Smash, uh, when we were kids, he was not a contender. It was always me and Brian, Samus versus Kirby at the end. Damn. Yo, I'm actually glad you, you mentioned his name because I do have a question I wanted to ask right now. Let's say, hypothetically... There's a video game Olympics held, you know, some type of variety of video games you guys got to play. Who's going to take the trophy, you or Junior? Uh, so actually not that long ago, uh, I've done this with friends and I've done that with Junior too. Um, we've done Mario Kart, Mario Party and Smash as kind of like an Olympic series. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and we did it when we did it was uh, Junior, his girlfriend, uh, her sister and then myself and. Uh, when it comes to Cartman, I have so much fun in Mario Kart. I am trash. Like, just people that put their time and effort into Mario Kart, you get good. And, like, I'm good for, like, a few races, having fun, maybe doing some of the battle modes or play uh, Don't Drink and Drive with my uh, with my friends in Mario Kart. But besides that, like... Very rarely am I up in like the top first and second place. Like I have to get lucky, get those bullet bills right at the end or hit your ass with a blue shell so I can make it to first place in that final lap. Um, but Mario Party and Smash, yo, I, I outshine you, man. I will kick ass in those mini games and then kick your ass just in Smash. So when we did it, uh, I actually came out on top uh, in those games. Um so when it when it comes to Junior and I in a lot of multiplayer games, I I, I will have to say and not to ever say it's a deficit to like his skill in gaming, but I would definitely say like I'm just a little little bit above him when it comes to tiers like that. Very very few and far between. Like not that I can even think of off the top of my head. Do I feel like yo if I go toe to toe with Junior in a like a PvP game, is he gonna you know beat me? Um, if anything, it's actually my younger brother who I have more competition with in games like that. So Junior's at the bottom of the totem pole. Like I, I it's just it's just an honest fact. It's again nothing to nothing to his skill base because I've seen him do some crazy things in certain games, but like PvP, like games like like Call of Duty, other stuff like that. It's definitely or Smash fighting games stuff like it's definitely like me versus my younger brother. Like we're the ones that go more head to head. Junior's uh, not that great at those. Gotcha. All right. Well, honestly, man, uh, that's all the questions I had. That's that's everything. Hey, man, it has been fantastic to be on your show and just talk to you, man. This has been amazing. Bro, it's been fucking a long time coming. 
a, a long time coming. And honestly, you didn't disappoint. Hey, man, thank you. And I know that you're not going to disappoint me and Junior when we get you on our podcast. Hopefully coming up very soon. I know he said that we're going to be testing that out. But again, if we can just uh, connect the phone to the, uh, not to the mics, to our setup down there, our little audio system to just kind of get you coming through. Um, it'll be, it'll just be fantastic to have you there. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, yeah. we'll definitely get it figured out. But man, um, just like I said, man, thank you so much for taking the time. Yo, this is maybe quite possibly the longest run run time I've had with, with someone on the podcast, but man, it's all for the best reasons. I fucking enjoyed every second of it. Anyone who made it to the end of this podcast, yo, you're the realest. You're the realest one. Um, something I like to do at the end of episodes, usually or early on uh, in my episodes, I would get questions from fans and answer them on here. Um, I haven't been doing that that much lately. Uh, so a substitute I like to do, uh, I like to ask you, Mr. Tito, let's say for pretend everyone in the world was going to stop what they were doing and this was going to pro- broadcast everywhere. Everyone was going to hear it. Uh, what's a message you would want to leave for everybody? Um, what's a message I would want to leave for everybody? Oh man, it's so hard to top your, your, your don't give up at the beginning. It could be anything. It could be, anything. It could be the simplest. It doesn't have to be so profound. It could just be whatever. Just be whatever. Yeah. Uh, don't let anybody ever tell you that the things you love, uh, uh, make you feel like inferior to the stuff that they love. It, you know, love your hobbies, love yourself, love the things that you do. And, you know, we got, we got this one lap around the this crazy world. Uh, make sure you're enjoying yourself and surround yourself with people that love you. I didn't think you taught me. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it. Yo, man, I I can 100% agree and co-sign on that, man. Very, very good words to leave out on, man. Again, thank you so much for taking the time being here. Uh, yo, so I'm going to me. Say that again. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna have to do it again, especially like like how I said, it's just so easy. I'm gonna have to write up another episode for us, and we'll do it again soon, man. Whenever our schedules will allow it. Hell yeah, I'm here for it. Already, so we're signing out, ending this one. Like I said, anyone who made it to here, thank you. I love you. The support is much appreciated, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. See you guys.